Welcome to Rhabarbism, a weekly podcast with your hosts, Lena and Lars. It's unrehearsed and just for laughs. There's some poetry, drama, big questions, and everything else in between. Find us at rhabarbism.com for more info. Lena! Hi, are we recording? Uh, of course. <laughs> ABC, oh. ABC, always be recording. Always be recording, ABC. <laughs> It's as easy as one, two, three, begin. But here's, uh, this isn't a big question, this is a small question. Custard, hot or cold? I can only eat cold custard, I don't like hot custard. Wow. Yeah, Mm. and I don't like runny custard, really. Well, I like set custard, so on a trifle, in a, you know, like that, oh, I love the the creme caramels type Mm. things, um, the Catalan one. Yes, creme Catalan. Anything like that. Um, oh, and a creme brulee, which is the, the, the king of desserts for me. Which, my as, I, as I learned when I was in Catalan, Catalonia, mm. uh, creme, creme Catalan and creme brulee are not the same thing at all. No. Uh, in my mind, they're exactly the same. Lacks but, a blowtorch. Yeah, but they uh, were saying that. And then there's an argument I read on Wikipedia. Who created it? Oh, really? Was it the brulee? Was it the Catalan? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that joy of tapping... Oh, crunch. The crunch oh. and the sweet. And it, and it, if you could do an impression tiny. of the crunch. Oh, I can't. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that is horrendous. That cues us very nicely up uh, to the first segment. So what we do is we have a few different segments, don't we? So we've got big questions. We've got poetry, smoetry. We've got A up. It's AI. 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 <laughs> I had to say that slowly. <laughs> I know. For, for those um, non-Northern people, um, it means hello, AI. Um, but yes, it's a nod to our North. AI, AI um, just has a ring to it. And that's our, uh, uh, we're a computer-generated uh, story that uh, we read out and sometimes deconstruct and sometimes find out that the story is sometimes about uncles uh, who are heavily into R&B dancing in a corner. So I think we know where AI is going. We know where AI is going. And I think it's, it's, I think rumours of copywriting and creativity's <laughs> demise is potentially yes. a little bit... Uh, it's a new, I mean, this is a new era. This is uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. And then, let's not forget, we've got Drama Karma, drama which is karma. where uh, we've got original drama. Uh, not being commissioned. <laughs> Strangely, you, you won't see this on any of the streaming services yet. But, but it's unique content. It's unique content. That uh, is sometimes inspired by late 70s, early 80s soap opera type situations. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we've got, uh, there's a lot of there's something for everyone. I think so. I think it's, it's, it's born of a, a time before the internet. Yes. So that leads us nicely on to the philosophical part. Mm. Philosophical questions, which we call... Big questions. Big questions. Big questions. Big questions. As always, I have not seen the questions, so I do not know what Lars is going to ask. So it's always a surprise. That's um, right, and it, and it can be a it can be a questions like how many leaves are there in the world, or it can be uh, simply what did you have for breakfast this morning. These are all big questions in in our opinion. All right, so we'll start with one. We'll start with Anlina. I'm going to shuffle the paper dramatically. Is an edge exactly. Uh, would you like question six or question five? Oh, this is the first time you've actually given me a choice. I'm gonna go six. Are we prisoners on planet Earth? Well, we are at the moment because not enough of us can live 
there's not enough space stations for us to live on. So technically we're prisoners, as in this is the only planet currently we can live on. Hmm. But... Are we prisoners? I, I don't know if we're prisoners because... Held against our will... Not really, because prisoners is when you're sort of incarcerated against your will. I think I think we must like the planet, mm. because otherwise space would have been accelerated, we'd have been putting all our money into it. So it would be interesting to see with global warming and other climate change issues, if we don't do much about it, whether suddenly in the next 10 years, things like, you know, a space station on Mars or the moon, because we can't live on the planet anymore, or whatever will will happen i mean if science fiction has taught me anything it's that definitely we'll expand we'll, we'll live on different planets not maybe not in our lifetime but i think that's definitely uh i think it's definitely on the cards we've already got a space station right yeah and i'd like to think i think it's weird thinking about the future because the far future mm. you tend to think about your own yeah you in it so maybe, when you're not yeah, in it and maybe if you've got like kids or grandkids i suppose but that's still not it's not a long way it's a generational thing isn't it so thinking about what people are going to be doing in a thousand years yeah it's hard to think when yeah. the video recorder came out hmm. stay with me um i remember thinking maybe i was um uh, quite a little boy at the time um, I remember thinking I couldn't have imagined the video recorder before we had it. And I mean, maybe that's just a, a young person's, uh, you know, limited mind. But I was trying to imagine what would happen in the future. And then I thought, well, I couldn't even imagine the video recorder. So I can't imagine what's going to come in the future. Yeah, I never imagined the mobile phone. Aha. Uh-huh. Particularly. Aha. Uh-huh. That's probably the one thing that blows my mind, like it, just having that mini computer that we walk about with every day. And um, it's it, it's incredible to think about it. I mean, I'm quite pleased that we sort of straddle the two, the times before the mobile phone and the times mm-hmm. after, because there are some times when, oh, thank God for a mobile phone. And then Definitely. other times... I'm relieved that I didn't have one at things like university and <gasps> me stuff too. like that. Oh, oh my God, my me too. Yeah, so I think, you know, I mean, it would have come in handy, but I don't know, You did you miss, I don't know, it was, you were very in the moment. We, we we were fine. I don't think anyone, I don't think we missed out and I think that it is a brilliant development um, today. I, you remind me that uh, when mobile phones came out, I think as a, it was texting, was it just a simple add-on? They, I don't think it was ever imagined that texting would become... Uh, important or, or as significant as it as it did today. I think that's funny. I think the whole language thing about how, you know, and then when young people start texting, because I remember the first time I saw LOL, which I still don't really use very often. I, I don't mind other people using it, mm-hmm. but I don't use it because I just always write ha-ha. I don't know. I've always done mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I never write LOL mm. very well. I've maybe done it twice in my mm. life. It's just not a word I use, but I laugh a lot in texting. So I don't really know why I don't, use it but but a bit like um texting like they never saw that texting would be such a massive thing in phone it's the same thing with the cameras i think they understood that camera might be a thing but i always i'm always tickled by how it's a phone and a camera that those two things are as big as each other like i always i remember before the mobile phones i always because i was always a bit of a prolific um photographer so i would always have to carry a phone and my camera and even though it would be a little digital camera 
Uh, it was still like, oh my god, you know, pockets. Wasn't well, it expensive and... as well? So yeah. If you, you know, that's why I've got no no pictures of my friends at school. Really, yeah. I've got no pictures of uh, friends at college, particularly, other than a few sports ones yeah. and a few disposable cameras. Same at university, not that many. We bought a few disposable cameras. Um, no, but, but photography was ex- expensive. Mm. Well, what was the, what was the original question? It was how many? <laughs> it was how many? Oh, I can't remember now. The original question. <laughs> Answer it. Oh no, are we prisoners on this planet? <laughs> are we prisoners of our phone? I think that's the next question. No, no, I love it. I love yeah, it. So think... but, but the question really is what is a prisoner? And you you've gone off there and uh, not just to find prisoners, not just you know, we're not just here on earth and we can't go anywhere else. We progressed into um photography uh and perhaps we're prisoners of our phones. Prisoner yeah, I think we're inordinately attached to it, like no other item i think other than maybe on holiday i mean a toothbrush i think is i mean hello i think a toothbrush is very fundamentally important thing that you use every day right but you can easily get a new one you're not you're Ah. not you're not you know you don't have to use your own toothbrush i wasn't imagining somehow that there would be an app that would be the toothbrush. <laughs> the toothbrush yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. I, I was thinking, I was thinking ahead. Just thinking there. of things that you you can't be without. Like if you had to suddenly go away, like if now I had. Yeah, to yeah. What would you need? Boots, what would you need? And I'd say but, but, toothbrush is important. But this is this is really funny because it, it goes back almost to my uh, stupid thought about uh, I couldn't imagine video recorders before they were there. Mm. Right? We couldn't really imagine the mobile phone being a camera, being a communication device. Blah blah. Uh, what the what the mobile phone has done is eradicate a hi-fi system you don't need it is eradicate uh, a camera you don't need it but will the phone itself be eradicated like will it be inside your head you know will we will we need that um that what's it called that hard piece of uh, a device or will it somehow you won't need to take your phone on holiday with you it'll be in your head it'll be in your eye because we can't again we can't it's difficult to see ahead, isn't it? I think, it, I, yeah. I, I can't see. This is cumbersome. You can lose it. It can get stolen. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to be one of those films where they, you know, <laughs> sort of attack you, cut your finger off to, like, break into a bank vault, I think you're going to be fairly safe. Also, our phones are maps now. I mean, I used to carry an A to Z. Yeah, me too. Around London when I first yeah. moved here all the yeah. time. Because you needed one. That's how you found your way around. If, if, if I, I had to find Lena's house, exactly. uh, you, you would give me the address and I would I would go to the page. and. You'd go to the page, yeah. you'd find the nearest yeah, train stop. Man. and then you'd, you'd But you knew the train system a lot better because you had to know. You could Not just in, in London when I went uh, all across uh, up, up uh, north of England. I had one in Liverpool. I had yeah. one Sheffield. I, yeah, I drove um, from Black Blackburn to Leeds, all just using maps. And using maps. Yeah, I've never yeah, been there before. Just, yeah, you check it out. I mean, and driving around the town centre, you, yeah, you just you just spend more time getting lost. People. All right, we're going to do one last big question. Um, yeah. You can choose. Um, so I'm not going numerically because uh, uh, that's just uh, that's, that's just boring. Passe. God, who does? <laughs> it's like those people that say, "I meet you at five past." Why not six past? <laughs> Anyway, um, which so do you want? Nine um, minutes to the hour. Exactly, you choose um, eleven, six, three, or twenty-seven. Crikey, eleven! In what year was the piano invented? <gasps> okay, so this is. I think this is a lot older. Although, okay, this is. Oh no! Sometimes in, I hate myself. In, in Beethoven times. Well, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. I just thought Beethoven um, or Bach. Um, no, I was thinking um, woof, woof. harpsichord or piano. When we talk about piano, piano, mm. or do we talking about those earlier forms of the you, you piano forte? You choose. You go for it. It's very old. It's pretty old. Um, so Bach, Beethoven, all these kind of guys. The harpsichord. Was there a harpsichord tune? The organ. Now, do we? Where do we stand on an organ? Because obviously, organs in church are really old. Is that a piano? It's I'm going to really, say like a it? horizontal harp. Horizontal so anything harp, where yeah. you have to sit down and there's keys, right. I think. So that's an organ. Yeah. So church organs, pretty old. Oh. So I would say, and people like in Henry VIII's time. Yeah. Had sheet music and had their own composers. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. All these lute and stuff. So oh they my had God. organs. Very musical. So I'm thinking sort of 14th, 14th century, the earliest. I mean, I, I know you're looking at me. I don't have the answer. <laughs> okay, that's one to look up. I'm going to look it up right um, now. No, I tell you what, I'm going to look it up right. Give okay. me, give me a number, and I'm going to look so, it up. I'm going to look it up now. Okay. But I'm going to type in. Um, what, what? 1475. All right, 1475. I like it. I like it. And but the piano, the piano, piano. I think definitely around for the kind of. Sort of seventeenth uh, century, eighteenth century. I mean, they had them in the Wild West, didn't they? They always had them in the <laughs> saloons, and they obviously had piano, you know, well, concertos. Lena, eighteenth century. You've done well here. Okay, you've okay. done you've done very well here. Uh, it says the piano was invented by uh, Bartolomeo Cristofori uh, in seventeen hundred. Okay. So you've done very well there. I think you said eighteenth century. I did say 18th century, yeah. Because uh, the yeah. composed like Bach and Beethoven were all 17th century, weren't they? They were all 1700s, But now, but you went one further there. So I went all And then, in fact, when you Google it, when was the harpsichord invented? We're going 1400s. So you have scored maximum. Wow. Pop- you've done. Listen, give yourself a round of applause. I can relax now. My mum was going to be so proud, but she'll never listen. She'd be like, she'd, she'd be like, what's this nonsense? <laughs> I, you, I sent you to a very good school. <laughs> oh no, it's Auntie Betty's birthday. Did you get her a present? No, I thought you were going to get it. Oh no, what are we going to do? Fog it be. Of course, fog it be. When you've forgotten a gift for a loved one and you're on your way there, don't despair. You just need to say... Fog it be! Fog it be is the courier service that delivers personalised mugs or t-shirts or towels within the hour. Oh, wait, a lovely towel. Oh, look, it says, we love you, Auntie Betty. Fog it be! New Fog it be customers receive 10% off 20% of their first purchases. Prices include substantial delivery costs and include several hidden charges. Fog it be do not take any responsibility for undelivered goods and our products do not affect your statutory rights or any other statute or figurine-related terms and conditions. Fog it be! Selena, it's about that time where uh, we go into Poetry Smoetry. I always think Poetry Corner, but our Poetry Corner is called Poetry Smoetry. And uh, I think, as you said it very, very well, Poetry Smoetry is more our poetry place. Yeah, I think Oh, Poetry Place, I quite like. Poetry Place, I quite like. Now we're going to go stroll down. Are we in the right place, but with the wrong poems? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Could be, could be. Listen, I'll meet you in the corner at Poetry Place. Oh, I will be there, and don't be square. Do you have to rhyme every time you refer to 
you go. I'd like to live at 23 Poetry Place. Oh, can you imagine? Mm, what a lovely little um, address. Yeah. I, I picture it like a cottage. Mm, exactly. It's got a little post box outside. Pub's down on the corner. Yeah. Village Square. Village Square. Green. Village Green. <laughs> square? Everything's a square. I think it's a town square. Yeah, Poetry Square? Um, Look at him, he's passed out drunk on Poetry Square. Oh, typical panda, the stupid bear. I mean, um, <laughs> now this week, uh, we've well, got I some. Think, I, think, we've got... I think you've done yourself proud. Now, I'll be honest, this is the one Lars is going to do next. It, this is the second time I've heard it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I like to leave you guys to have your own judgment of what you think, but for me, it's one of the most powerful works that Lars has ever read. Created. I'm, so, I'm, honestly, I'm touched. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think. Uh, just, just don't build it up, just yeah. in case uh, people are like, well, we, you know, when's the poetry happening? <laughs> <laughs> they might be waiting a while. Poetry's poetry. So, with no further ado, it's over to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling rather green. You're feeling rather green. Um, Well, if I might. Yes. Here's Lars with the flight. I sat down. I stood up and let the lady in so she could sit in the middle seat. We sat down. We said that we hoped no one would sit in the window seat so we didn't have to get up again and we'd have more room to spread out and have the middle seat free. Do you want the window seat? I really don't mind. No, you really. You have it. It's cool. We didn't actually say any of that, but we both thought it. We stood up and moved out into the aisle to let the new lady sit in the window seat. We all sat down. I mean... I love the twist of the imaginary conversation. It's possibly also the most British thing you've ever written because it's 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 a trope, but it, it's true. Yes. Um, that whole silent etiquette of plane travel, which when someone breaks it, seems so much more profoundly <clears throat> offensive. Yes. I mean, I've seen a few arguments that escalated because someone sat in the wrong seat or someone wanted to switch seats and someone decided not to switch seats and they're incredulous. Why wouldn't that person help me? You know, and la la la. I've seen, I've seen arguments, yeah. yeah. Petty, petty, petty. It is petty. I think, it, I, I just don't know. Sometimes... When people get onto a plane or they go into an airport, I think, some people lose all their sort of bearings, don't they? Where am I? What happens here? You know. I think people just go into a bit of a selfish one-track mind and it becomes all about yourself and I I don't know whether it's because we drive more Mm. so everyone has a car because if you think when you're in a car you're the king of your you're controlling it you're control everything who's in it who's Mm -hmm. allowed in it where you're sitting music music everything all very controlled and then you go on a plane where you're with the same people who everybody wants the best seat everybody wants the most room everybody you know and We've all had flights that have been ruined by somebody, whether it's a kid kicking you in the back, yes. somebody snoring, somebody... Someone, it, it, for me, it's always elbows. Elbows, constantly, want, I mean, 
I remember sitting down and this uh, these two little old ladies really sweet. They went, oh, just so you know, we're both on water tablets. And I was just like, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Only because I was sat in the aisle seat, which was fine. But also, um, I really was tired. Like, yeah. it was one of those, it was like a 7 a.m. flight. I'd had no sleep. Yeah. And I just wanted to sleep. So and, and probably like, you couldn't even like. It wasn't. It wouldn't have been that bad in normal yeah. circumstances. Because yeah. no one minds getting someone going up. Like, yeah, yeah. To go to the toilet, but it's just more. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to go to sleep. On baloney, by Lena. I cut the baloney into tiny pieces, and added it to the omelette. I used a spatula, a spoon, a fork. This omelette was going to be good. It was good, but right before the last mouthful, the doorbell rang. The dogs barked and ran around. I turned the lights on, they barked even more. It was a package. One of the dogs ran outside after the delivery lady. I ran after Yappy and told her off. Returned to the front door. It had closed. I was barefoot. It was raining. Luckily, the key was under the plant pot, a hack I'd learnt from Hilda from Corrie. Got back in, sat down, had the last of the omelette without any worry. Now, I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's possibly... I am there with you. Yeah, I, I, it's very evocative of, you know, it's, it's. I think it's a, you know, without trying to reveal too much of the creative process, I suspect it's an amalgamation of several incidents of which all this happened correct um i the, the, my dog somebody was coming around broadband you know like asking to pay for the broadband or whatever and they were like that's a big dog as i was holding him back because because he's inside he hasn't got his collar on so i'm just <laughs> you kind of got his i kind of had his head jammed in the door <laughs> ah, yeah. you know what i mean like yeah, you know so he can't yeah, get out yeah, and they're like it's a big dog yeah. <laughs> and, well uh, as you as you know i've got a, you, i've you know. got a small dog yeah. but she makes an unbelievably scary bark yeah and Ooh, some of deep. the delivery people are, are, are terrified of dogs mm. and uh yeah no it's, it can be scary if you don't if i think it's going. no and, and genuinely like um but one of the bin man was like can you control your dog because i hadn't seen him come out when i was trying to get the bins out yeah and, and you were like, no, I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. <laughs> Listen, mate, I tried controlling this dog. If I had control of the dog, he wouldn't be outside. Um, but I hadn't seen But obviously, I know he's not going to butt like... Yeah. But I mean, but then you always say that, but as it's obviously a dog, you have to be careful because yeah. you assume... You can never assume they're never going to bite, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, I mean... But but with, with, with this story, I think... Um, I, I'm into the omelette. I probably wouldn't put bologna in it because i'm not a fan of bologna I'll be no. honest. bologna uh, was a strange choice of yeah, meat yeah I, I think thought. it's just the name because also bologna means a load of old rubbish lies. load of bologna so you know is this story correct or is it bologna mm. so it's got a double meaning mm. i think that's probably why mm. um alina we've got a very short poem uh, this is a very short one oh. called, uh, yes, uh, this is a, a late entry, you could say. Yes. Um, and it's called One of Those Days, uh, but very short. So you could say just one one verse? No, what do you call that? One stanza? Oh, stanza in poetry, isn't it? Mm. I'll be good at the, uh, <laughs> the technical terms. Well, it's one of those days. Uh, one of those days. It was late, windy. Suspicious. Puss, 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 puss. Here, Kitty. But Kitty was nowhere to be seen. Someone passed by, 
then a bus, then some bees. It really was going to be one of those days. What do you make of that? What's the, what's the bees? I think the bees is it it it's it's an int- it, it adds interest to, <laughs> <laughs> to what would be a kind of don't beat around the bush. Just uh, just say what you mean. I'm always don't hold back. <laughs> I think it adds interest to what other would be. Um... A mat, a mat, someone passed by and then a bus. Fair enough. Yeah. But bees plural. There's lots of loads you could add into that poem post. Yes. Without the bees. Possibly one of the worst things, <laughs> but with the bees, I think it's quite good. <laughs> Lena, the Evening Standard. Yes. <laughs> no, wait. What was your surname? It was uh, Lena um, Malkovich. Lena Malkovich. Lena Malkovich. Yes. Well, I didn't have a surname before. No, but, uh, we were given AI it. have been given it to me. Uh, yeah. Malkovich, which I was quite pleased. I like John Malkovich. Yeah, and I think it was Lars McAllister. So yeah, he, he was, was more Scottish of a randomly. detective. Oh, yeah, detective kind of. Interesting. Character. All right. Well, that's uh, listen. That's I was going to say poetry, poetry place. place, poetry smoetry done that's again. Poetry smoetry. Poetry, poetry place has shut the curtains and put out the fire and gone to bed. We've left poetry place for another day. <laughs> Everyone's going to bed. Do you uh, think book it? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, it's a street, isn't it? Poetry place. Well, it's off Poetry Street where you yes. were the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the end. Poetry Street's nice, but Poetry Place is, is it's a bit of a different level because it's a is bit more Is Poetry secluded. Place like a muse? Or, or is that Poetry Muse? Oh, it's in a muse, which is the same as muse. Having a muse. differently. Yes. Wow. We've got another level. To be honest, now that I'm living in Poetry Place, I feel like I'd love to live more in Poetry Muse. Yeah. Me too. But I mean, it's in a muse because a muse is, isn't a muse a kind of it's a small, small yes. street, isn't it? It's a, Yeah, and some, often it's pedestrianised. There's no driving. Yeah, cobbled. Yeah. I mean, I like cobbles to look at, but walking on them is horrific. Lena, the evening standard. <laughs> Lena, the evening standard. Poetry places, shut the curtains and put out the fire and gone to bed. I feel like I'd love to live more in Poetry Muse.
Yeah, cobble. Yeah. Yeah, cobble. Yeah. I mean, I like cobbles to look at, but walking on them is horrific. Do we go to Drama Karma or do we go to Aopitz AI? I, I I always want to say Aopitz AI because it's just my favourite. Aye, aye. Yeah, let's go. Let's do Aopitz AI. All right. Because I just... Because? It's just because it's Aopitz AI. It's possibly my, my, my highlight of the week. <laughs> just find it, everything. So what we're going to do today, we've got a script in front of us. You're going to hear, the, the listener might hear a lot of... Because it's a 10-page yeah. script. It, this is live, guys. This, this, is, this is, is live and spontaneous. <laughs> so, without further ado... It's over to you. Lena, who's that over there? Hey, up. It's AI. This week's screenplay is called Tight-Fisted Ghost. Now, tight-fisted means you're um, a miser. You're not... Um, you don't hand your money over. You're very... Well, you're tight-fisted. Yeah, don't imagine a ghost with tight fists. Yeah, so it, it, and it, it's so they're clenching their fists and they're keeping that money in the fist. So, you know, you would have to... As you say, you have to prise their dead fingers open to get the money from them. Exterior, St Michael's Mount, Cornwall. Afternoon. Admirable detective Miss Ocean Barker is arguing with kind hairdresser Madame Maud Rokotansky. Ocean tries to hug Maud, but she shakes her off. Please, Maud, don't leave me. I'm sorry, Ocean, but I'm looking for somebody a bit more brave. Somebody who faces her fears head on instead of running away. I am such a person, Maud frowns. I'm sorry, Ocean. I just don't feel excited by this relationship anymore. Maud leaves. Ocean sits down, looking defeated. Moments later, hopeful computer programmer, Lord Harry Sparkle, barges in, looking flustered. Goodness, Harry, is everything okay? I'm afraid not. I do sound quite like Maud as well. <laughs> yeah, is, uh, I, I have a limited, be... limited repertoire, but Harry, Harry and Maud sound <clears> posh, <throat> although Maud could be Russian better. Um, Goodness. I'm afraid not. Goodness, Harry, is everything okay? I'm afraid not. What is it? Don't keep me in suspense. It's a ghost. I saw an evil ghost poke a bunch of swimmers. Defenceless swimmers? Yes, defenceless swimmers. I mean, heck, Harry, we've got to do something. I agree, but I wouldn't know where to start. You can start by telling me where this happened. I was... Harry fans himself and begins to wheeze. Focus, Harry, focus. Where did it happen? Library. That's right, a library. Ocean springs up and begins to run. Exterior, a road. Ocean rushes along the street, followed by Harry. (laughs) They take a shortcut through some back gardens, jumping fences along the way. Interior, a library shortly after. Jenny Gloop, a tight-fisted ghost, terrorises two swimmers. Ocean, closely followed by Harry, rushes towards Jenny, but suddenly stops in her tracks. What is it? What's the matter? That's not just any ghost. That's Jenny Gloop. Who's Jenny Gloop? Who's Jenny Gloop? Who's Jenny Gloop? Only the most tight-fisted ghost in the universe. We're going to need some help if we're going to stop the most tight-fisted ghosts in the universe. You can say that again. 
We're going to need some help if we're going to stop the most tight-fisted coast in the universe. I'm going, to, I'm going to need paperweights. Lots of paperweights. Jenny turns and sees Ocean and Harry. She grins an evil grin. Ocean Barker, we meet again. I'm going to regret that accent, but anyway. You've met? Yes, it was a long, long time ago. Uh, exterior, a park, back in time. Ah, oh, so we're back so in we... time. Flash All right, here we go. Back, flashback, flashback. Okay, okay, okay. A young ocean is sitting, sitting in a park listening to some R&B music. Obviously, what else? There's no other music. When suddenly a dark shadow casts over her. She looks up and sees Jenny. She takes off her headphones. Would you like some jelly babies? Ocean's eyes light up and then he studies Jenny more closely and looks uneasy. I don't know. You look kind of tight-fisted. Me? No, I'm not tight-fisted. I'm the least tight-fisted ghost in the world. Wait, you're a ghost! Ocean runs away screaming. <laughs> Interior, a library, <laughs> present day. You're a coward then and you're a coward now. You ran away? I was a young child. What was I supposed to do? Ocean turns to Jenny. I might have run away from you then, but I'm not going to run away from you this time. Ocean runs away. <laughs> she turns back and shouts. I mean, I'm running away, but I'll be back with paperweights. Um, I'm, I'm not scared, scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. Interior. King's Cross Station, London. Later that day. Ocean and Harry walk around searching for something. I feel sure I've left my paperweights somewhere around here. Are you sure? It does seem like an odd place to keep deadly paperweights. You know nothing, Harry Sparkle. We've been searching for ages. I really don't think they're here. Suddenly, Jenny appears, holding a pair of paperweights. Looking for something? <laughs> Crikey, Ocean, she's got your paperweights. I've got Australian. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many people are in this? I don't know. <laughs> Crikey, Ocean, she's got your paperweights. Tell me something I don't already know. Oh, the Earth's circumference is the equator is about 40,075 kilometres. I know that already. Uh, I'm afraid of rabbits. Dude! While Jenny is looking at Harry with disgust, Ocean lunges forward and grabs her deadly paperweights. He wields them triumphantly. Prepare to die, you tight-fisted ghost! No, please, all I did was poke a bunch of swimmers! Maud enters, unseen by any of the others. I cannot tolerate that kind of behaviour. Those swimmers were defenceless. Well, now they have a defender, and that's me, Ocean Barker, defender of innocent swimmers. Don't hurt me, please. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't use these paperweights on you right away. Because, Ocean, I'm your mother. Ocean looks stunned for a few minutes, but then collects herself. No, you're not. Ah, well, I had to. Thought it'd be worth a try. Jenny tries to grab the paperweights, but Ocean dodges out of the way. Who's the mummy now? Huh? Unexpectedly, Jenny slumps to the ground. Did she just faint? I think so. Well, that's disappointing. I was rather hoping for a more dramatic conclusion involving my deadly paperweights. Ocean crouches over Jenny's body. Be careful, Ocean. It could be a trick. No, it's not a trick. It appears that, it would seem, Jenny Gloop is dead. What? Yes. It appears that I scared her to death. Harry claps his hands. So your paperweights did save the day after all. Maud steps forward. Is it true? Did you kill the tight-fisted ghost? Maud, how long have you been... Maud puts her arm around Ocean. Long enough. 
Then you saw it for yourself. I killed Jenny Gloop. Then the swimmers are safe? It does seem that way. A crowd of vulnerable swimmers enter, looking relieved. You're the hero. The swimmers bow to Ocean. There's no need to bow to me. I seek no worship. The knowledge that Jenny Gloop will never poke swimmers again is enough for me. You're humble as well as brave. One of the swimmers passes Ocean, a shiny talisman. I think they want you to have it as a symbol of their gratitude. I couldn't possibly. Well, if you insist, Ocean takes the talisman. Thank you. The swimmers bow their heads once more and leave. Ocean turns to Maud. Does this mean you want me back, Maud? Oh, Ocean, of course I want you back. Ocean smiles for a few seconds, but then looks defiant. Well, you can't have me. What? Uh, you had no faith in me. You had to see me scare a ghost to death before you would believe in me. I don't want a lover like that. What? Please leave. I want to spend time with the one person who stayed with me through thick and thin, my best friend, Harry. Harry grins. You were the lady. Now be off with you. Skidaddle. Shoo. Ocean. I'm sorry, Maud, but I think you should skedaddle. Maud leaves. Harry turns to Ocean. Did you mean that you know that I'm your best friend? Of course you are. The two walk off arm in arm. Suddenly Harry stops. Well, I said I was afraid of rabbits. You know I was just trying to distract the ghost, don't you? The end. The end. Well, that was uh, that was an epic. I mean, there was a lot going on there. A lot of it. First of all, more characters than we've done before. So yeah, that, that was that, that was, was new, a stretch dramatically. It was new um, to us. I mean, I think <clears throat> that's the full repertoire of, of accents. I think I have. I don't think I did Northern this time though, which is unusual. My criticism there on the AI was that Jenny Gloop wasn't really a ghost, was she? Because I don't think ghosts can pick up paperweights unless uh, I don't know what kind of ghosts you're. I don't know some ghosts. I, I think they can then, pick things up. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't tight-fisted when she was trying to give her... Do you think she wasn't tight? I mean, if we go back to this tight-fisted thing, she tried to give her jelly babies, and a tight-fisted person would not give away sweets, would they? Mm. So do you think she but became would... the tight-fisted dose because of Jenny's rejection of her? Love it. I, th- I think that's what, what went I, I think there. the tight-fistedness of the ghost definitely happened in the past. But yeah. we did go back to the past. We went to the past. And, and they the... had that little yeah, altercation. That yeah. I think that may be... Um, this, the swimmers felt more like sort of some sort of, some sort of mermaids returned to the sea. Like they came out of the sea to say thank you, and then gave an offering, and then went back. It was a bit kind of little mermaidy type. Thing. Yes, but there was um, a little. There was the love triangle as well. The love triangle um, was interesting. Um, kind hairdresser, madam. I don't know what you know. Admiral, big detective, Miss Ocean. But I forgot she was a detective actually. Me too. I also forgot I was a hairdresser for some reason with a really long name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maud Rokotansky. Yeah. Madam. 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 Madam, Madam, Ra- yeah. Madam Maud. Um, I do. I have to say, I do like the word name Ocean Barker. Yes. I think if I was going to pick in it, like a you know, yes. if I was going to come back with another name, I'd be quite happy. You to might have be Ocean, Ocean Barker. Barker. It's, 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 it's it's got a ring to it. Yeah. Um. Um. There was it. It was quite broad. I think actually, it's it started off as a sort of detective who done it, and then went into quite broad comedy. 
Yes. Which I enjoyed. It was a bit naked gone. There was the throwaway line of tell me something I, I don't, don't know. know. The circumference and mm. I can never remember how to say the numbers. So yeah. But, but then but there was the bit <laughs> where like you can say you can say that again and then the line was repeated. Repeated. So some old school British comedy. Yes. Which I did enjoy. Yeah. Um, there were several things. Um, what about the, the I'm afraid of rabbits? That was used that to was sort of funny. distract Ocean. Yeah, I thought that was just it was quite silly. I've, oh, I forgot Lord Harry Sparkle. So we've got Madam, <laughs> hopeful computer program. Do you know what? I mean, I think I think in retrospect, we should have maybe had a bit of a, you know, like a kind of an actor studio moment with our characters to try and look at, a little bit into their past because I think we were maybe all over the way. Well, I did like the flashback. The flashback it was, was It was the first time we've handled a, a flashback. Yeah. I love, I mean, I couldn't stop laughing, with the deadly paperweights. Yes. Which it's, is very, very Agatha Christie, like yes. somebody or Midsummer Murders, <gasps> death by a paperweight. I love Lamb to the Slaughter, Lamb to the, yeah. Roald Dahl, where the, the ah, murder weapon is the, is leg, the leg of lamb, lamb and, it, and then they the eat the evidence. They eat the evidence. Classic. Mm. Um, there were some good locations, King's Cross, Cornwall. I mean, St. Michael's Mount is very Well, nice. we'd gone from Cornwall to King's, King's Cross, Cross in and London. Then, but, and then so the that's... library, which I'm assuming is the... Um, the British Library, which oh, is next to King's right. Cross, King's Cross, um, which is a lovely building, and then we're at the sea. Yes, the swimmers, the talisman, a shiny talisman. W- would the sea be back in Cornwall? Maybe. Yeah, we must have gone back to. We've got the train from. Well, you've got the train from King's. Where did you get the train? Uh, from? Cornwall is. What is it? Paddington. Paddington is it going from the from yeah. the west to the west? Yeah. Um, hmm. I like the. I like uh, um, skidaddle. Is a fantastic word. You oh, I love skidaddle. Often. Um, I like I, I, I do like the resolution of the love triangle and then the kind of pals leaving together. Um, uh, yeah, they sort of walked off into yeah, the sunset, didn't they? More kind of butch hand in hand, yes. Kid rather than it seemed more to, friends. To be honest, it was a lovely arm in arm. Than arm, in arm. arm so, oh, yes, yeah. it was a lovely ending. It was a nice ending. I mean, and to be fair, more it, did it, bin ocean in that we've forgotten about this. And and if we go back to the very first page of the relationship with Morden Ocean. Um, she did say she doesn't feel excited by this relationship anymore. Right. But to be fair, the clues were there. Did get excited. Yes. So she's like, there hey, let's ghost get drama. back in. But then she's like, but it's nice what? that it's nice that it mm. was an obvious love story and that the story ended with friendship rather than the the couple. Yeah. No, it's I thought nice that, and, and also because they had been together. And yeah. It was hairy at certain points, yeah. especially when no, Harry Jenny had hold of it was. <laughs> I personally would go and see it at the theatre. One of my mm. friends who hates farces and silly things like this, who I've accidentally took her to the play that goes wrong, which oh, yeah. is horrendous for her. Yes. I, I mean, I laughed about it. I would watch this, but it, like, and hopefully after a few glasses of wine, I would watch this on the big on the, screen. On the big screen. Me too. The, in the theatre. They'd have to work um, on the title, wouldn't they? I, th- I think Tight Fisted Ghost. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I went to see a thing called The Cat from Out of Space. You know... I think if so, the bit about the poking, the, we laughed about the poking the swimmers, but in, in reality, in reality, if I was swimming in the sea in Cornwall, something was poking me, and Jenny Gloop, it's a like obviously she must be. I don't know. She's I'm a assuming ghost, she's a ghost. Great, but, you know, yeah. you'd brick it. Yeah, you'd be you'd be worried. That's why I really like this because th- there was a proper bit of drama. Uh, there, there was a proper bit of conflict with the ghost. Genuinely, and, that yeah. last page, yeah. I could turn it quick enough. 
Yeah. Because I wanted to find out, because I was assuming, I've been the bit where, does that mean you want, you know, because classic love story would be like, oh, but I've seen you now and, yeah. you know. Because frankly, my dear. I don't give a damn because yeah. Ocean Yeah, that's, went, that's where it was I going. I it defiant. Yes. So it's funny with some of the, it's not far off the right word. Yeah, it's close to it. But it's I would really... I would change the typefisted. I would change Jenny, the name Jenny Gloop. You know, there's Jenny things Gloop's that. Uh, you... I mean, it's. Oh. it's well, Gloops, it reminds me of Augustus Gloop from... Um, of course, nothing is beating mm, Lord Harry Sparkle. I mean, I laughed at that as well when he came out. I mean, Lord Harry Sparkle, I mean, I'd want to be with him anyway, just for his name. Yes. I'd have been like Mr or Mrs Sparkle. Lord, Mr and Mrs Harry Sparkle, number 23, Poetry Place. Oh my goodness me. Oh my goodness me. All right, well, listen, we've had a very exciting yeah. uh, AI up. It is time, of course, for Drama Karma. Um, what happens in Drama Karma, exactly? It's a good question, and one I'm not always sure I know the answer. Um, there's a small play, of play for today, which uh-huh. used to be thing, uh, back in the day. Yep. Um, a which, play for the a day, play for the day, back in the day. Back in the day, all the way. What a lovely day. What a lovely day. Um, or a strange day. Uh, no, one of those days. Yeah, it's one of those days. It's going to be one of those days because there was the bus and then the bees. The bus and then the bees. So um, this one is probably you've gone. uh, Lars has gone out on a bit of a limb because this is one of Lars's pieces Um, with the title. I think it's probably the most ambitious title yet, Um, and uh, we've got a little bit international. So without further ado, I shall uh, let Lars introduce and then oh, and maybe just explain a little bit about the background of the um, concept. Well, Drama Karma, uh, original prose from Lena and Lars. Um, and uh, certainly today is a, is a small piece of parody from perhaps a, a situation, a sci-fi situation back in the late 70s, perhaps inspired uh, there. Now, I've gone for a French uh, title and it's because in my mind, although I didn't refer to this at all, uh, we're in Paris uh, yeah, I didn't refer to it in the in the text, but uh, we're in Paris. We're in a cafe. I've always had a very romantic notion of Parisian cafes. I love Parisian uh, cafes. Exactly. I mean, you can't not. What's, what's not to love? Yeah. Uh, and for me, they're all about uh, the artists and the creative people. So I've called it now, forgive me, because I don't know if this is the correct pronunciation, but Le, Le Soheil de l'Artiste, uh, which I believe is uh, um, the artist's dream. Lossé de l'artiste, uh, and it, uh, it features uh, Bridget and Digby. It must be strange being a dogmatron, Digby. No love for wine or art, no dalliance or dawdling. Yet you seem so. You seem so. Human, Lady Bridget. You don't have to call me lady in public figures. But you like it, don't you? Like it, Lady Bridget. I do not have a preference. However, data suggests that you like it very much. Oh, diggers, you're so... so... Ugh. Can you use your technology to change the music here? I'd like something more... Hmm, more dreamy, please. Yes, Lady Bridget. Don't call me Lady Bridget. Just call me Bridget or Bridget. Yes, Lady Bridges. 
Oh, I think I think it must be time for your biannual service. Service date is the third of Mercury, Lady Bridges. Where's the captain anyway? I thought it was his idea to try this Beaujolais. The captain is delayed, Lady Bridges. Typical captain, probably swanning around the Place de la Concorde, no doubt. He's never going to make it. Everyone knows Le Sue closes at 12.42. Yes, data predicts that there's a high probability of this. The captain is most likely sketching a charcoal or pastel drawing, no doubt. Well, there'll be no sketching going on here. Not with this second glass going down like strawberry lemonade on a summer's day. It's March, Lady Diggers. Yes, yes, it is, isn't it? Seems so long ago since the last time we were here. 361 days, Bridges. Do you call me Bridges? Correct, Bridges. Your well-being score is rapidly increasing. Oh, now, decreasing. We'll revert to Lady Bridget. Lady Bridget. Oh dear, Diggers. I can see the captain across the street. He... He... No, Captain! Look at... Oh. Captain has superficial bruising, Bridges. Come on, Diggers. Bring the Beaujolais. Yes, Bridget. So, he's a dog, but it's a robot dog. And I think it's very... This whole thing's very evocative of our relationship with dogs. Because yes. you talk to them and you spend time with them, but they don't really fulfill the answers you're looking for because they don't talk and sometimes you talk to them and, and also provide the answer as well you talk you yeah know, you provide the the, the, the whole comment the whole conversation the whole conversation which I, I was having in the park the other day yeah and it seems quite normal it's only when sometimes <laughs> people without a dog yeah. like yeah. who are they talking to yeah <laughs> um but i don't know i mean um i love i love lots about the bridget the bridget the bridges yeah I th- he he was sensing that uh, she didn't irritated uh, her to say Lady Bridget. So and when he said Bridges, uh, she you, he sensed that she was much more happy with it. Mm. But then she was annoyed because she was like, "No, wait, I should be Lady Bridget." And then he went back. So he went back and forth. It was playing with her emotions. Sometimes she liked it. Sometimes she didn't. I think dogs sense as well sometimes when you're happy, and but then they do something great, and you're like, "Oh," they and then do. they do something weird, and you're like, "Oh, forgot," you know. <laughs> they sense it. The, the, yeah. the language of you and the dog is all about emotions. Yeah, isn't it? it's emotion and, and, and body language. Yeah. So she's sort of trying to get. She feels that their relationship isn't. He, that is, there is a bit of annoying. Yeah. But she can't do without him. Yeah. So she's trying to sort of improve it. Yeah. But then can't let herself because she do keeps you, remembering. Can it. you imagine further adventures with um, Lady Bridget and Diggers? Well, yeah, the captain's. Uh, I mean, he's just got run over. He's just got run over. So, um, but I like the fact she's took the booze with her, and I think that's. Um, <laughs> do you think she's took the the Beaujolais to give to him because he's been run over, or do you think it's for her? <laughs> My head, it was. Uh, she's just like. Take the Beaujolais. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't leave it behind. I that would be crazy I I, to leave I, it. I mean, not with somebody being run over by a car, but I think we've been in if you, if you've where just... someone's hurt themselves and we've like brought the drinks out with <laughs> us. You know, like when you're waiting for something, someone's gone back to get the drink, like somebody's stacked it in a pub or something. I like, think that she was also like, look, yeah. we've got here, we come here to drink the Beaujolais. Yeah, um, bring it. Yeah, bring it. Also, he, he it was his suggestion. His idea, yeah. So it would be a bit of a shame because he got run over not to have it. All right. Do you think next week we're going to hear shot. part four or do you think we're going to move on? 
good. I'd like to I want it. I want to. Me too. Whether it's next week or the week after or in the future. But I think there's definitely some legs. (laughs) I think there's some doggy legs. legs. Yes. But but no, I kind of quite like it. I think um, I was never one for um, when I was a kid, for example, doing plays. You know, I was never one of those go kids who was going to sing or dance or act at home. Mm. I don't think my parents would be interested anyway. Um, So I actually quite like doing all the reading. It's just silly, isn't it? Just playing. I, I love it. I, I think, but do you do you think like because obviously what we're doing here is is spontaneous and and it's created by AI. Some of it. Well, we ne- yeah, we've never and, seen it before. Yeah. Either, so. Do you think that if we rehearsed and practice, or just but I, oh, I kind of prefer the not knowing. the I text. prefer the not knowing the text because it's that because as well with the AI, it's in in a weird way, it's not good writing, but in another way, it's kind of interesting because it throws up some surprises that yeah. and plot twists yeah. and genres and tropes that you're not necessarily it's a bit of a higgledy piggledy mishmash like you and me would never have uh, written a ghost called Jenny Gloop that uh, attacks people with paperweights no, so I mean, there I is a... have the imagination yeah. which is incredible but then it doesn't have the imagination because yes. it's randomly generated some so paperweight so I suppose that's that's maybe a more philosophical question for the big questions but like in some ways if you had written that mm-hmm. I'd be like this is this this guy could be an undiscovered genius but because it's a computer and just ran probably randomised the words they're funny in the context of the, just the something yes. not quite right but is that creativity because technically it's going it's not correct so it's funny so I could see an AI comedy show yeah oh like if you went to see a play where yeah. it's by and you knew it was by AI, because yeah. then I think it's actually quite funny. So it's comedy. There's good, do you know what? But you've called it. Yeah. In, in a year's time, there's going to be a theatre show or play completely generated by AI. Definitely, that's going to happen, right? Well, we should just do it anyway. Maybe. Yes. Just maybe just put it. Forward. Well, I, I'm gonna. We're gonna wrap up by. I think I'm gonna go out tomorrow and buy some paperweights. Um, certainly, on the way home, going to be in on the lookout for ghosts uh, called Jenny Gloop. I'm thinking with my allergies, maybe looking into getting a sort of automaton dog <laughs> could be useful. Uh, yes, and uh, what? What? I suppose it's going to be followed by bees. Uh, yes, exactly. Never ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, I'm just. Uh, what do you think the themes of, po- of of next week's poetry? Could we look? We've done three episodes, but uh, how are you, Lena? If I say uh, we're going to change the poetry corner and call it Poetry Place. I feel very strongly about this. Yeah, I'm up for Poetry Place. It's yeah. lovely. It's literative. I love illustration. I love it. All right. Until that moment. It's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. See you next week. See you next week. Ciao, ciao. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to give us some feedback, find us on Twitter at Rhubarbism, on Facebook or Insta at Rhubarbism Pod, or email rhubarbism at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.